A reading from the book of the prophet Zechariah. Thus says the Lord, Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you. Triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. He will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem, and the warrior's bow shall be cut off, and he shall command peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord. reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. 
Brothers and sisters, you are not in the flesh. You are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. If the Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also, through his Spirit that dwells in you. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. The word of the Lord. reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. He continued, all things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends, I will be continuing for the time being 
the practice in favor of and in respect for those who are only going to be able to watch on the website as of tomorrow morning this Liturgy of the Word part of the Mass. Uh, I'm going to continue the practice now for the time being of making parish announcements at this time. That said, the first of those announcements actually does really have to do exclusively with those who are in attendance in the church. As you will have noticed, we have cut back considerably on the uh, greeting and ushering and bringing you to your seats dimensions of things from the first couple of weeks. Still a little bit of that going on, but for the most part, we're getting more and more familiar. So I want to thank you, to encourage you, to remind you how important it is that you always sit only in the pews that have the decals in them that indicate that that is a pew to sit in. And um, typically, of course, it is a matter of sitting at opposite ends of the pew so that those who are not linked with each other are not sitting too close to one another. The narthex is fine because that's all arranged in the socially distant and appropriate way, as is the parish center. We are able to accommodate more people. Parish center actually did have some persons sitting in it last Saturday evening. Not so much, I don't think, today. But uh, just really do appreciate your, your cooperation in that regard. And please do remember it uh, when you are coming, even if there is no one to actually bring you directly to a seat. In respect of weekday masses, uh, always remember that the masses on weekdays are offered for specific intentions, many of which are directly requested by parishioners. And, um, well, we're not able to have parish bulletins anyway, but of course in the summertime we really weren't in the habit of having a bulletin every week. So you will observe that the whole list of announced masses for the whole month of July is on the bulletin board at the entranceway, and it is always on the parish website as well under the tab of Mass Intentions so that people can be keeping track of any Mass Intentions that they want to be sure that they're aware of and perhaps come to. Please be reminded again, as we mentioned last week, that the Knights of Columbus are sponsoring a bottle drive for used bottles and cans uh, that will be recycled. This will take place in the um, parking lot of the church from 4 until 6 p.m. on Tuesday of this week, July 7th, and all appropriate safety precautions and distancing will be kept in mind by the Knights. The proceeds from this always goes to the wonderful work of Special Olympics and your patronage of this project of the Knights, which has been growing and growing and growing every year, is always deeply appreciated. The final announcement that I need to make is one that I would have wanted to postpone indefinitely, ever having to make, but I knew that the day was going to come when it would have to be made sooner or later. And that is that I have deeply regretfully had to accept the resignation from office of our beloved Christine Gibbons. Chris has worked for Holy Rosary Parish for more than 22 years uh, as the bookkeeper for virtually all of that time, and in more recent years, she has taken on 
every other aspect of the parish office governance, the reception work, all the work of administrating the office. Uh, well, you know how they always say that the secretary is the one who runs the place, and she certainly has been doing so. But she is coming to a very well-deserved retirement, which will take place uh, as of the end of the summer. So her position is now open for application. You will observe that there are a couple of um, job description forms with other information that are on bulletin boards. It is also very prominently on the parish website, and we expect it will appear on the diocesan website as well. Uh, throughout this month of July, applications will be received, and then interviews will be taking place. This kind of thing is always done for a position of this magnitude uh, in collaboration with the Chancery Office now. Parishes do not do these kinds of hires, you know, sort of in-house only. So anyone who needs more information or wants their own printed copy of the um, job description form, by all means, get in touch with us. We'll see to it that you get it. But please do pray for the success of this job search because it is, of course, such a very, very, very critical aspect of what we are all about. And hopefully, at some point before the end of the year, we will be able to have an appropriate thank you celebration to Chris for all that she has done. And she and her husband, Dennis, have every intention of remaining members of this parish and active in it. You know, there have been some very poignant encounters with the scriptures lately. Poignant for me in the sense that they are reproducing or calling to mind things that would have happened at times in the springtime when we would have been really celebrating together and they sort of remind me of the fact that we weren't able to be together during those times. So even as recently as yesterday, we were honoring the Feast of St. Thomas the Apostle. And the Gospel was that celebrated Gospel that everyone knows about the risen Jesus appearing to his Apostles on the night of his resurrection, and Thomas wasn't with them, and he wouldn't believe when the others told him that they had seen the risen Lord, and it wasn't until he was in fact able to put his finger into the marks of the hands uh, and the nails and the rest that he then was able to say, my Lord and my God. The reason that that was particularly poignant to read that yesterday is that that gospel was the gospel of the Sunday after Easter. And it came at a point when we had been dealing with the extremely painful reality of having passed through all of Holy Week and Easter and Easter week without being able to come together. Today's first reading from the book of Zechariah, of course, immediately conjures up images of the other end of that sacred period of time, Palm Sunday. Lo, your king is coming to you, lowly, humble, riding on a donkey. Jesus entering into Jerusalem on that donkey on Palm Sunday. And again, we weren't together. But maybe it's just as well that we can now call to mind those kinds of things when we are able to be together. 
When Zechariah makes this prophecy, of course, you'll notice several other things besides just the coming in on a donkey. We're talking here about the one who is going to be the savior of his people, that he is going to come with humility and lowliness, and it's very pointed in what Zechariah has to say that he is going to come in order to do away with the weaponry of war. It isn't just a matter of coming in on a donkey because a donkey is a humble little animal. It's because he's not coming in on war horses. He's not coming in in order to triumph in that sort of way, but in that very understated way of the one who is the true king. And we know, of course, that this is precisely what Jesus did. He came in in order to win the victory over evil and sin by dying on the cross. And in that humiliation, he achieved everything. This very same thing is echoed in Jesus' magnificent statement in our gospel today that is such a favorite for so many. One of the most beautiful, touching, helpful passages in all the gospels. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Come to me, you who are weary, carrying heavy burdens. I will give you rest. How many have found comfort in that? Perhaps you have found comfort in it over the course of these last difficult months. If you have called to mind those words of Jesus and have just longed to come to him and to rest in his arms and to know that he is taking care of us even when it is a great time of struggle. But again, it isn't mere humility, as important as that is, that is being celebrated here. Remember, Jesus has been talking to his disciples He's been sending them out on mission. He's been telling them not only what sorts of things they need to know, but what sorts of attitudes they need to have. And one is the attitude of the simple openness of the one who knows that it isn't about them, it's about God. And so he says very significantly at the beginning of this gospel today, I thank you, Father, because you have hidden the great secrets of the kingdom from those who are oh so wise and intelligent or think they are anyways and have all the answers and have everything figured out and overcomplicate their lives and overcomplicate everybody else's lives which is of course what the scribes and the Pharisees were always doing you have revealed the great secrets of the kingdom to the merest of infants and that doesn't mean just literally children, but also those who are truly childlike within their spirit, who have that openness to receive. That is what a real genuine humility is all about. You know who you are. You know that you need to be able to open yourself to receive God's gifts because you can't create them or manufacture them for yourself. So in other words, Jesus is calling on us to have the very same humility that he himself has. To come riding in, if you will, 
on the proverbial donkey to come riding into our lives, not with a confidence in ourselves and our own abilities, but with a true openness to him because he is able to take care of what we can't and he is able to do what we only think we can do but really can't. This is the call and the challenge. And I invite you, just like I did last week, to stop and think about those who maybe have gone well out of their way in order to be a witness, those who have put their lives on the line, those who have kept coming back into situations of danger or inconvenience even because they believe and are so convicted of what they're doing. So in the same way this week, I invite that you and I would think about those who have shown that kind of purity of heart, of true humility, of a true recognition of where they are and where they stand, those who have often been for us ones who can just cut through all the muck and the complication in order to hit the heart of things. I myself couldn't even stop thinking of all of the persons in my life who have done this for me. I was thinking, for example, of everyone from, well, say, for example, the story of that child I told you about in the past, where I was celebrating a school mass during Holy Week, and I asked that entire school assembly, why did they want to put Jesus to death? Why did they want to kill him? And that little child who simply answered very matter-of-factly and simply because he told the truth. And how I was just overwhelmed by that. It, 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 it accosted me in a way that I was not expecting. I think of so many who in going to confession, for example, have revealed in the simple, straightforward, direct way in which they have spoken about sinfulness, about repentance, about conversion, about discovering what God is for them, that I have discovered that they are much closer to God than I will ever even consider being. And they just are very straightforward in their declaration that they know that God is healing and forgiving them and moving forward with them, and they're so grateful. And I think of countless people, I would just think all kinds of persons who have been through all kinds of agonies and struggles, who maybe even are continuing to go through them, persons who are confined and isolated and dying, who have said to me almost always to the same words, oh, I am so grateful for my faith. I don't know where I would be without my faith. And all these kinds of examples they do much more for me than just inspire me or cause me to admire. They also pierce through to the heart of me. They help me to recognize how often I have depended on myself rather than on God, how I have overcomplicated and overthought things, and I have been taught, not directly, but just simply in this very indirect, ordinary, simple, straightforward way. I have been taught, I have been schooled, as they say, by someone who is really with God, who is truly humble of heart, and who is resting in him, no matter what's happening to them. Think about these kinds of persons and situations in your own life. 
and promise to become more simple, more simple and more open in the way that Jesus asks, in the way that he shows. There is a magnificent psalm, appropriately for its theme, it's very, very short. And it says, basically, it simply says, my heart is not proud. I haven't gone after things too great, marvels beyond me. In simplicity, I have just rested in you, God, like a child resting in his mother's arms. So is my soul. That's about what it says from beginning to end. And we want to be able to rest that way. Jesus invites it. We need it. And then he will fill us with a wisdom beyond our ability to manufacture and a grace of true peace that stills the storms and the wars that so often go on in our lives and our world. We hope that our podcasts have been inspiring. And now, our pastor, Father Martin, offers a few closing words. Thank you for joining us. I offer a special greeting to members of our parish family unable, by sickness or other reason, to worship with us in person, and to anyone visiting our parish via these podcasts. Please share the readings and homilies with others by inviting them to our website, where they can find them all, day by day. To learn more about our parish community, please visit our website at holyrosaryburlington.com and be sure to share our site with family and friends. We do look forward to hearing from you, so please email us with your comments. And thank you for your prayers and support.